Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day, before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Lord, we just want to thank you for uh, the opportunity that we have to be in your house, Lord, together with our brothers and sisters, because we know that that's what makes it the house of God. It is the, the people. And Lord, I pray that you would just uh, touch us uh, this morning, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would, uh, uh, Lord, your spirit would move in us and uh, do a work that my words can't do, that uh, people can't, but Lord, affect us and, and change us on a level that only you and only your Holy Spirit can, can do, Lord. And I ask that you would uh, just take me out of this message, Lord. My thoughts, my, my feelings, Lord, would just uh, uh, be overtaken and over, overshadowed and moved out of the way by what your Spirit would have me to speak. And we ask and pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys heard the saying, it ain't over till it's over. That's a good saying, isn't it? It ain't over till it's over. They, my guess is, is that somewhere along the line, someone many, 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 many years ago came up with that, but they've kind of attributed it to a guy by the name of Yogi Berra. Uh, back in 1973, he played for the Mets, and the Mets were... Um, they started out well. They were uh, in first place after 20 games, but by the end of July, uh, the Mets had fallen to last place. And they stayed in last place all the way through the month of August. That was the time when uh, the, the phrase, it ain't over till it's over, came out of uh, Yogi Bear's mouth. And, you know, they asked him about the season and, and if it was a loss, and he, he told them, you know, it ain't over till it's over. And the Mets went on a winning streak. And they ended up uh, winning the division, um, beating out the uh, second-place St. Louis Cardinals in one month. Now, if you're wondering, and, and some of you folks who, who come faithfully on Sunday nights know that uh, I give sermons titles, and if you're wondering what this title would be, guess. How about, it ain't over till it's over. That's right. It ain't over till it's over. And, and you know, that, that is, man, I'll tell you what, that, that, that is, that is a, a phrase, a, an idea that I, I want you to get inside this morning. Because really, 
it's easy to give up. It's really easy to quit. It's really easy to see circumstances and situations come against you to decide it's just not worth it. See, we started out with our text this morning, and it was about Peter, and and this is prior to Jesus' crucifixion, prior to the things leading up to that. And, And this is right at the beginning, and Jesus tells Peter, he's looking at him, he says, Peter, listen, Satan has desired to have you. And what he wants to do with you is not going to be pleasant. He wants to sift you like wheat. But Jesus said, but I've prayed for you, Peter, that your faith wouldn't fail. And when you repent, when you return, when you're converted, when you come back around, that you'll strengthen your brother and you'll strengthen the other disciples. Of course, Peter, he's like, oh, Lord, you know, uh, I'm ready to do whatever. I'll go with you into prison. I'll go with you even to death. But Jesus, he he looks at Peter and he says, hey, Peter, Peter. The rooster, before the rooster crows, or in other words, before the sun comes up, before it's morning time, you will have said three times that you didn't even know me. Now, we come on down into the end of this chapter in the book of Luke, chapter 22. And we find out that they took Jesus and they lead him away. Uh, uh, verse 54, it says, And they, they then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him, and he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of one hour, after another confidently affirmed, saying of truth, This man also was with them, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock crew. Now, one of the other accounts, it records the, uh, at that moment when the rooster crows, that Peter and Jesus make eye contact, and in that moment, Peter, he just... Runs off. He's so discouraged, so distraught, because the exact thing that Jesus said, Peter, guess what's going to happen? This is what you're going to do. The exact thing that Jesus said that Peter was going to do, Peter did. Exactly. That's just, that's a great place to give up, isn't it? You know, Peter, he'd already messed up too much. I mean, honestly, he should have just, I mean, I, I don't blame him for quitting right there. He'd already messed up too much. And you don't know what, that's a good play. If you've messed up, you need to quit this morning. Oh, wait, 
No, that's not the sermon. The sermon this morning is it's not over till it's over. See, a lot of people find themselves in, see, maybe, maybe they've made mistakes. If you've made a mistake here, say amen. amen. Well, some of you folks said amen, and the rest of you, I'm glad to meet you. <laughs> I've always wanted to meet someone who never messed up, and now I have. No, you, you folks just, you, you just didn't want people to know, right? No. But we, we've made mistakes. And I would say this, that as Christians, we've certainly made more than our fair share of mistakes. More often than we'd like to admit, and maybe sometimes we've made some fairly big mistakes. But I want you to understand this, it's not over till it's over. It is not a place to quit. You know, a lot of people, they, they, uh, they give up. They give up easily. And, and if you've been in church very long, you've seen it. I cannot tell you. I, I, I've, I've, I've went to church most of my life, well, all of my life, you know, minus maybe the first few weeks. My parents, they, they took me to church and took me to church and took me to church and took me to church. And, and I've been going, and I tell you what, I have met a lot of people in church. But I have seen a lot of people who started out good who started out doing things right. They started out following Jesus. They started out, but you know what? There came a point when something came up and they quit. Now quitting, quitting, it doesn't look like quitting. Oftentimes quitting isn't like, oh, hey, uh, uh, you know, let, let me turn in my resignation here from church. And let's have a, it's not like a retirement party. You know what? I think I've done enough here, so I'm just going to do a, a, a retirement and, and let's have a big deal. And then that, that's not how quitting looks in church. You know how quitting looks in church? It looks like, well, hey, I haven't seen such and such for a few weeks. Yeah, that's how it, that's how it starts. That, that, that is the beginning. It's the gradual slipping away. And it isn't long before. It isn't long. Hey, here it starts. It begins. And it isn't long before it gets easier and easier and easier and easier. Now, I know this isn't popular preaching. I get that. I didn't come here to be popular. But it's the truth. People, people quit for all sorts of, of different reasons. Some people quit because they're afraid of messing up. Did you know that? Some people, and it sounds so, so counterintuitive that people quit because they're afraid of messing up. 
They don't even try, but before they begin, before they really get too far along, before they even have the opportunity oftentimes to make mistakes, they just give up. Well, there's no way that I can do this. There's no way that I can, uh, I can uh, continue this way. There's no way that I'm ever going to be good enough. I, but, but you need to know this morning, it's not about how good you are. Peter is a great example for us. That's why we got the scripture here this morning. See, Peter runs away. But Peter doesn't stay gone. I want you to understand this morning that just because you follow Christ, it does not exempt you for troubles. It does not exempt you from trials. It does not exempt you from the pains of life just because you follow Christ. But I also want you to know that just because you're in the middle of a season when things don't seem to be going well or going right or you don't like what the possible outcomes are, it is not a reason to give up. You can't give up. You can't quit. Just because you're afraid of, well, if I keep going, I might mess this up or I might mess that. It is not a place to quit. What I know what I know is that Jesus don't mind mistakes. If he did, there'd be no hope. You don't get to heaven. I don't get to heaven based on the righteousness of Aaron. You need to understand that this morning. Major won't get to heaven on the righteousness of Major. He will get there based on the righteousness of Christ. He's made every opportunity in every way for you to get to heaven. He's torn down every barrier and every wall through his crucifixion, death, and resurrection that you might have to getting to heaven except for one, and that's you. And in those seasons and in those times, you know, maybe it's not just the fear of failing, but maybe, maybe, man, the circumstances are just bad. And I will be honest with you, there have been times in my Christian walk and bad circumstances that have came up that I have felt like quitting. There have been seasons that the idea of just giving up seemed so good. It made sense. Why why just continue? Oh, it's just so hard. It's such a mess. And my feelings got hurt. And, and this thing happened. And, that, and this person said this. And this person said that. And, and you know what? It, before long, you just keep talking to yourself. And, and it ain't long. It starts to make sense to you. Well, just give up. Giving up makes it. Giving up's a good idea. It's just so hard. <laughs> Let me tell you. If you've been a Christian very long, you will figure out that you aren't, as I said earlier, exempt 
from the trials of this life. And in fact, there is one additional big trial that you have to deal with, and that is other Christians. <laughs> I love you folks. I do. But I just want you to know, sometimes you all drive me crazy. I'm sure the feeling's mutual. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. But we do, man. When you get, listen, when you get a group of human beings together trying to do anything together, you will just drive each other batty. And things will be said. It's not things might be said, things could. Things will be said that will hurt your feelings and make you feel bad. It is inevitable. You will get, as my wife calls him, the poor me's. That's what they're called around the house. We call them the poor me's. You, it will happen. It is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when. And when that thing happens, when that person says what they say, when, when your idea isn't the idea that gets used, when, when, and you, you just make a list of, of the reasons when, when they have the choir up here and they didn't invite you to sing in it. <laughs> we needed help this morning. We, we weren't real particular, so... But when that happens, the feelings get hurt, egos get bruised. People sometimes just want to quit. We feel like circumstances dictate, boy, this 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 is over. It's the end. It can't get any worse than this. Uh, and, and in my own personal experience, I'm telling you guys, in my own personal experience, there have been times that I've thought, man, it just can't get any worse than this. I can't hurt any worse than what I'm hurting now. And you feel like giving up. And I'll tell you what. Sometimes, sometimes people give up just because they grow accustomed to it. They're just kind of okay with it. They're just all right with losing. You know what? I've never... Now, I will tell, I'm going to tell you a little something about playing softball for Stockdale. We, we don't win a lot. We don't. we don't. We don't win a lot. We're getting better, though. We are getting better. But we don't win a lot. But I will tell you this, there is not a single person on that team that's okay with losing. <laughs> I always thought that I was competitive. I, I really did. I thought I was a very competitive person. I am the voice of reason. It's okay, guys. It's okay. We don't have to win every game. It's, it's about having fun out here. I'm that guy now. If that tells you anything about the competitiveness... Uh, but, but you know what? There, there are times and there are people who just get okay with losing. They get okay with, with quitting. They get okay with stopping. They think it's just all right. It, it becomes so, so commonplace just to, well, I can just be kind of mediocre and mundane and just kind of get through life and just uh, roll through things. And I don't need to put out any effort. I just, I'll just be here. And they get okay with it.
They give up before they ever start because they're okay with it. You know, I hope as a church that we, we don't fall into that trap, that we just get okay with being what we are. We just get okay with, with just kind of going through the motions and just being at church. And, and we get okay with, with just, just being here. We're not really concerned about are we, are we reaching the lost? Are we having an impact on our community? Are we reaching our family and friends? Are we making a difference in the lives of others? There are a lot of churches out there today who are okay with just being okay. They're okay with just existing. They're okay with just keeping the doors open. They don't have an impact. They don't make a difference, but they're okay with that. They've given up on the real calling that God has put in their life. Folks, I want you to know if you're here this morning, He has put a calling in your life to help change the lives of others. He's put a calling in your life to touch the lives of others. He has put a calling in your life to make a difference. But it can be easy to be okay with just... Yeah, I'll just be there. I don't need to make a difference. I, I don't need to. I really don't need to do anything. I just need to kind of show up so I feel all right about myself. But listen, I don't ever want to be okay with giving up. I don't ever want to be okay with stopping. I don't ever want to be okay with not doing my part to live out the calling that he's put in my life. And I hope you don't either. You understand that, that every person in this room has a calling of God on their life. Whether, listen, whether you're saved or whether you're lost. You say, well, I'm lost. How can I have a calling of God on my life? Because, listen, he has a plan for you, and that plan includes, A, your salvation. But he don't just, he don't just have a, a slate, and he's like, well, after they get saved, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with them. No, he has a plan for your life. He knows what he can do and wants to do with you. If you're here this morning, you're listening to what I have to say. He knows, already knows what he wants to do in your life, and he has a calling for you. He has a calling for you in your life. And it can be easy. I understand. It can be really easy. Sit back and just be okay with whatever. Just kind of going through the motions. But he has put a calling in your life. And unless you're living out the calling, you're falling short. I don't want to be okay. With quitting. I don't want to be okay with giving up. Maybe before I even start. I don't want to be okay with... Knowing 
that I can have an impact on my friends and family and never try. See, when in John chapter 21, I'll give you guys a second to get there. In John chapter 21, I want you to hear this. We, we've talked about Peter, and we, we talked about how Peter had a wonderful opportunity to quit. And, and maybe, you know, if he would have been a different person, if he would have been a content person, he just would have stopped where he was, and, and he would have just kind of uh, fell off into obscurity, and we never would have heard another thing about Peter. But, but here in John chapter 21, verse 15, it says, So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Feed my lambs. He saith to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou know that I lovest thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. And he said unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. This was the guy who denied Jesus three times, right? See, we've talked about all the reasons people quit. But you need to know one thing, that Jesus will never quit on you. We talked about why people quit, how they can just kind of be okay with losing, or maybe their circumstances and situations uh, make them feel like, or maybe they're just afraid and, and fear stops them. But I need you to understand this, that Jesus does not quit on you. Peter could have gave up, but you know what? Jesus didn't quit on Peter. And you know what he did? Three times Peter denied Christ. Three times Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I do. I've got a call for your life, Peter. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I do. I've got a call on your life that you need to live out. I need you to feed my lambs, Peter. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, and uh, you know all things. You know that I love you with all my heart, Lord. Well, guess what, Peter? I've got a calling for your life, and I need you to feed my sheep. And this same guy who had denied Christ, the same guy who was restored right here on, on the banks of the sea, the same guy who, who could have quit and it could have been over, that same guy was the one on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down into that upper room, preached a sermon, preached a message, and 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom. That excites me an awful lot. I don't know if it excites you as much as it does me. But, but when I think about 
The contrast between the Peter who denied Christ, the Peter who ran away, and the Peter who stood when the power of the Holy Spirit had come on him and changed 3,000 lives through Christ at one time. See, it's not over till it's over, is it? It's, it's just not over till it's over. What may seem like a crushing defeat to you today may be the path to your greatest victory. What may seem like the worst circumstance and situation that you could ever go through, and there is no way that you could come out on the other end, it may be the path that Christ is taking you to get you to the place that He's going to use you to do something great. And folks, if we give up now, if we stop in the middle, if we quit on the path that He has put us on, then we're going to miss out on the, on the victory that He's got for us at the end. This is not the time to quit. This is not the time to give up. It is not over for you. He is not done with you. You have not done enough. You've not seen enough. You've not experienced enough. And you have not been through enough that you can say that I'm quitting now because this is the end. No, it is not the end. God still has a plan for your life and he wants to use you. Don't be okay. I, I, I know people. I know people who, I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth, some of the most competitive people that I've ever met, and they are absolutely, they, they hate to lose more than anything that you've ever seen, but when it comes to their walk with Christ, they're okay. I don't understand that. I don't mean to be critical, but, but I don't get that. Out of all the things we do in life, our walk with Christ is the single most important thing. And how can we be okay with letting down in that area of our life? When we're just not that kind of people. You're just not the kind of person who does that. But why in this one area of your life is it okay? Well, it's not. And you know it's not. Because deep down in your heart, the Holy Spirit is, is saying to you right now, listen, it's not over. It's not over. I've got a plan for you. I want to do something in your life. I want, I want, I want you. I want you. Listen, he's not, he don't just take us. 
because there ain't nothing better out there. He wants us for exactly what we are because he has a plan for us, specifically us. As an individual, he has a plan for us. You're sitting here this morning. He doesn't have a plan for you that's actually my plan that he just puts on you because I'm not good enough to do my job. No, he has for you, specifically, for you, a plan for your life. It ain't mine. It ain't Major's. It ain't Mickey's. It's yours. Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale underscore UCC.